0: Hi everyone, my name is Sophia Huerta and I play professional soccer for the OL Reign and you are listening to Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 99 of the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. Um, it's just Charles today. Um, it is the late time of one in the morning that this is being recorded at, so... Um, Amari and Bennett have other things that they do. So obviously, as it's been shown throughout the year, I mean, throughout the show, um, they're not always going to be here. So uh, we've got a lot of news, so we have to jump right into it. Um, The Seahawks played their final game of the preseason uh, on August 28th versus the Los Angeles Chargers at home. They would win 27-0. Your stat leaders for this game would be Geno Smith in passing, uh, 11 completions on 15 attempts for 90 yards. Alex Collins led in rushing and receiving. In rushing, he had 10 carries for 37 yards and a touchdown. Um, In receiving, he had seven receptions for 52 yards. So Alex Collins really was the big story of this game, um, seemingly solidifying his roster spot and kind of putting Rashad Penny into some questionable uh, waters, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Nick Ballore led in tackles with six solo tackles. Um, And for those of you who don't know, uh, Nick Ballor played linebacker for the first six seasons of his career. So that's where that comes from. Um, and in turnovers, the only Seahawks uh, turnover was Marquise Blair recovering a fumble that was forced by Cody Barton, um, which was in the first quarter of the game, actually, uh, which resulted in a defensive touchdown. So post-game thoughts on this game, the Seahawks get their first win of the year, uh, their first and only preseason win. Um Alex Collins certainly earned his roster spot this year. Uh, it's Rashad Penny's fate's kind of up in the air, really. I mean, hasn't done much this preseason to show out, um, especially didn't do so, uh, didn't do much to do that last year. Um, so his his time may be coming uh, with this team. Uh, Marquis Blair, uh, I believe, will make a big splash this season. We may see Nick Belor play some defensive snaps throughout the year. And Cody Barton could have a sneaky good season this year um, if the team ends up not bringing back K.J. Wright. Um, so, again, there's there's only so much that can take place in these preseason games. Obviously, there's a lot that's going on in terms of depth, and that's very important. Um, but it's, it's not the end-all be-all. I had a guy argue with me the other day that Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, the starter, should be playing all of the preseason games. And that's just absolutely ludicrous. You get these guys injured and it's money against the cap that, you know, does nothing. You get guys that are hurt. This could affect their career. You know, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, Injury news. Speaking of injuries, uh, the team did not sustain any new injuries from the preseason game, preseason game against the chargers. Um, But injuries that were, you know, coming into this game uh, updates on those cornerback. Trey Brown has a mild knee sprain, but he will be ready for week one against the Colts, Robert and Kim Dichie will be out a week after suffering an injury Thursday. Um, No specification on what that is. Uh, And there is hope that tight end Kobe Parkinson could be ready for week one, but that is doubtful. Uh, Team notes. Mike Holmgren and Matt Hasselbeck will be inducted into the Seahawks Ring of Honor this season. Uh, Hasselbeck will be inducted on October 25th against the New Orleans Saints at halftime. And Holmgren will be inducted the next week on October 31st against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, so, big uh, big honors for both Holmgren and Hasselback. There two Seahawks icons. Uh, you kind of would make sense to have Sean Alexander honored um, along with those guys, considering he's the only Seahawk in team history to win an MVP award. Um, so, I would hope that's just a matter of time, but uh, congratulations to. Hasselback and Holmgren there. Um and it will be interesting to see those ceremonies take place on the 25th and the 31st, respectively. Um, the team traded for a couple of cornerbacks uh since the last time we spoke to you, but we'll get to that in a little bit. We'll get to the second one here in a sec. Uh the team the first one is the team acquired cornerback John Reed from Houston in exchange for a conditional seventh round pick. Um Tight end Luke Wilson announced his retirement, uh, citing health reasons for stepping away from the game of football just a day after signing with Seattle. Um, and in response to Wilson's retirement, the team signed free agent tight end Ian Bunting. And then the other trade that happened just on Monday was that the Seahawks traded for cornerback Sidney Jones. The former Husky was acquired from the Jacksonville Jaguars for a 2022 6th round draft pick. Um, I am very happy with that trade, a six round pick for a guy like Sydney Jones, who's got that upside. Um, if you're a Husky fan, you know what this guy brings to the table. So I'm excited to see uh, what he's able to do there. Uh, upcoming, the Seahawks don't play for two weeks. So uh, we've kind of got this weird period, you know, where we don't have that fourth um, preseason game where we don't have much to do. Um, I think the big thing to look forward to is roster cuts, um, but other than that, and we're just kind of waiting for Week One now. Uh, Carson Wentz was placed on the COVID IL, but I'm not sure how long that might keep him out. So uh, that is a situation we will continue to monitor here, just because you know it will impact the Seahawks Week One matchup against the Colts. Uh, moving into the the Mariners regular season. Uh, August 24th, at the Oakland A's, the team would win 5-1. to one. Uh, Split player of the game here, both Jared Kelnick and Luis Torrens had a stat line of two hits, two RBIs, and one run. Um, August 26th, in a new series against the Royals, the first of four against the Royals, the Mariners would lose 6-4. to four. Player of the game would be left fielder Jake Fraley with two hits, one run, three RBIs, and a walk. August 27th, versus the Royals, the team would lose 8-7 to seven in 12 innings. This game would last... Uh, to around one in the morning. Um, player of the game would be DH Luis Torrens with one hit, four RBIs, and two walks. August 28th versus the Royals, the team would lose four to two. So the team loses the first three games. Um, again, Luis Torrens would be the player of the game. This time he was playing first base with two hits and uh, one RBI and a walk. August 29th versus the Royals, the team would avoid the four game sweep and win four to three. Player of the game would be third baseman Kyle Seager with one hit, two runs, two RBIs, and two walks. August 30th, in the first of a three-game stretch against the Astros, the team would lose by a score of 4-3. to three. Player of the game would be left fielder Dylan Moore with one hit, one run, and two RBIs. Now, it's interesting that Dylan is the player of the game for this that game because he had to go ahead to run Homer in the 7th but he had a fatal defensive error when he got a, you know, pretty mild ground ball into the outfield um, and hesitated and didn't throw the ball um, to throw the runner out at home. He he had well over, he he hesitated for, you know, just uh, a moment that he should not have hesitated and it ended up costing the team a run. Um, in the post-game press conference, he said that's a throw he's got to make. At the end of the day, you know, it's, you know, mistakes like that against teams like Houston will hurt you, and they hurt us tonight. So that was frustrating, uh, but, you know, not much that we can do now. Uh, Player of the week for me would be second baseman Abraham Toro. In 26 at-bats, Abraham had nine hits, three runs, one double, two RBIs, 10 total bases, a walk. A 346 average, a 370 on base percentage, a 385 slugging percentage, and a 755 on base plus slugging. The team's current record is 70 and 62, and they still sit at third in the AL West. Um, man, over the last week, the A's lost a bunch of games, and if the Mariners had, you know, won the majority of their games in the last week, we could be sitting here looking at the Mariners in second place. But obviously, that's not the case. Injury related news, Jake Freely is dealing with right shoulder inflammation. Anthony Mashevitz is dealing with a left forearm strain. And Shedlong has a setback in his rehab of a right stress, right shin stress reaction. And we will get to those corresponding news moves, moves in team news here. On August 24th, Robert Duggar was outrighted to AAA Tacoma. August 25th, Casey Sadler was returned to the active roster. Um, and Keenan Milton was optioned to AAA Tacoma. August 26th, Sean Doolittle was claimed off of waivers from the Cincinnati Reds, and Keenan Middleton was designated for assignment. August 27th, Doolittle acted to the active roster, and Wyatt Mills was optioned to AAA Tacoma. August 28th, uh, Jimmy Yacobonis was selected from AAA Tacoma. Wyatt Mills was recalled from AAA Tacoma. Jake Frehley was placed on the 10-day IL. Anthony Mishevitz was placed on the 10-day IL. And Keenan Middleton was outrighted to AAA Tacoma with Shed Long being placed on the 60-day I.L. August 30th, infielder slash outfielder Jose Marmaleos was selected from the A Tacoma team, and Jimmy Akebonis was DFA'd. So you can see there the corresponding moves injury-wise for those players. Uh, Shed obviously getting the worst of it with the 60-day I.L. Uh, hoping for all the best for those guys and everybody that hopefully should come off the I.L. soon. Uh, other notes in around the league: the Astros and the Nationals became the first ball clubs to require that all non-playing full-time employees receive the COVID nineteen vaccine. Hopefully, that is something that we see um, for more teams as we continue on here in the future. The upcoming schedule for your Seattle Mariners uh, in a stretch that continues to be ever more important, uh, with you know certain teams losing and the Mariners losing as well when they could you know if they were winning they would take advantage of these different opportunities um the team will finish out the three game stretch against the astros on the 31st and not in the first uh, and then for three games uh on the september 3rd fourth and fifth the team will go down to arizona to play the diamondbacks and on the sixth they will start another uh, series against the astros this time on the road uh, this is your weekly reminder to go check out Homs Seattle. Homs has your back in the loving, big brother kind of way. Our goal is to change the mental health conversation one heart at a time. Um, I know that Homs just released a collab uh, that is out now, so I would go to Homs Seattle. Uh, that is Homs, H-O-M-S, Seattle, S-E-A-T-T-L-E.com. And if you go here on the website, there's the Homs X Dozer hoodie, which is still on sale. Uh, They've got it in red, ash gray, purple, and gold, sport gray, purple, and gold, and purple and yellow. It's still on sale. Usually, the Homs stuff sells out pretty quick, so I would get on top of that if I were you and avoid missing out. Getting into the Sounders here, August 29th, in the second game of the Pacific Northwest Experience doubleheader with the Rain. The Sounders would lose versus the Portland Timbers on their home turf, 0-2. Uh, to two. player of the game would be Raul Ruiz Diaz, two shots, two shots on goal, and a 94.7 pass percentage. The Sounders, in their last four matches at home, only have one point to show for it. That's not good. That is not good. Um, and in the post-game press conference, uh, Christian Rodon spoke on that you know, most of the questions were sort of geared toward that. And most of his answers were geared toward that he's uh, frustrated with the home record this year, a uh, sharp contrast to the away record record. Um, teams have made it tough at home to start games off. And the Sounders have to be more clinical. Uh, said that Portland had a better first half. And while Christian believes that the centers had a better second, they were not able to capitalize on the chances that they created it says that they need to improve defensively. Um, said that the signers play aggressively at home, but away teams play defensively against them. So with that style and it was so little room to operate, uh, things like counterattacks become opportunities for away teams to score goals. Citing, you know, that this is a game of inches uh, frustrated with how so many chances barely missed the goal uh, against so it's not being clinical as an issue that needs to be fixed. So um frustrating loss and hopefully you know with the team not playing for a little bit this gives them something to sort of stew on and reflect on here um before their next game which we will talk about um in looking ahead but before that team notes alex rodan javier Arriaga, and brad smith were all called up for the world cup qualifiers they joined christian rodan and ruble rui diaz congratulations to all of the boys there It just means that we will have to go back to a more of a next man up roster once the World Cup qualifying players are gone. So the Sounders move to a 12 win, 6 draw, 4 loss record. They are still first in the Western Conference by two points and number two in the MLS in points with 42. Their next match is September 11th versus Minnesota United FC at home. The Storm... Uh, played three games this past week on the 24th, 27th, and 29th, and they lost all three of them on August 24th at the Minnesota Lynx, They would lose 76 to 70 for Brianna Stewart had 18 points, 16 rebounds, two assists, three, uh, three blocks and a steal to be your player of the game. August 27th versus Chicago sky. They would lose 73 to 69 at home. Brianna Stewart would had 18 rebounds, eight rebounds, 18 points, a rebounds, three assists and three steals to be our player of the game. And then August 29th, in a rematch against the Sky at home, they would lose 107 to 75. Uh, Rihanna Stewart would have 19 points, six rebounds, and two assists to be our player of the game for that match. Man. Um, so, as you can see here, we're seeing a trend. The Storm lost all three of their games last week, the Sounders lost their game, the Mariners lost one, two, three, four, four of their six games. <sighs> Not, 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 not good. <laughs> um, luckily, no injury news for the Storm. Um, the team record now sits at 18-10. and 10. They're still second in the West uh, and third in the league. And their next game is September 2nd versus the New York Liberty at home. Um, the Seattle Kraken had jersey numbers released for their players that were drafted and invited to camp. We will just go down the list here. Number one will be Thomas Millick. Number three will be Will Borgen. Four will be Hayden Flurry, Five will be Mark Giordano. Six will be Adam Larson. Seven will be Jordan Eberly, Eight will be Kale Flurry, Eleven will be Alexander True. Thirteen will be Brandon Tanev. Fourteen will be Nathan Bastion. Sixteen will be Jared McCann. Seventeen will be Jaden Schwartz. Eighteen will be Carson Porinsky, Nineteen will be Kale Yarncroft. Twenty-one will be Alex Wenberg. 22 will be Mason Appleton. 23 will be Gustav Olofsson. 24 will be Jamie Alexiak, 26 will be Ryan Winterton. 27 will be Dennis Cholosky. 28 will be Carson Soussi. 29 will be Vince Dunn. 13 will be Anton Bibois. 13 will be Philip Grubauer. 35 will be Joey Deckard. 37 will be Yanni Gord. 41 will be Riker Evans. 43 will be Colin Blackwell. 55 will be Jeremy Lazen. 58 will be Connor Carrick. 60 will be Chris Streiger. 61 will be Luke Henman. 63 will be Jacob Melanson. 67 will be Morgan Geeky. 72 will be Eunice Donsky. 72 will be Cole Lind. And 90 will be Marcus Johansson. So you've got your opening numbers in the inaugural season for the Kraken there. Exciting news. Um, interested to see what people, what fans get, what jerseys of these different players now with their numbers released. Uh, looking ahead for the Kraken, they will play their first preseason game on September 26 versus the Vancouver Canucks. Obviously, that's a ways out still, but it's something to look forward to. Uh, for the OL Rain here, the favorite part of the podcast this week, um, August 29th versus the Portland Thorns in the first game of the Pacific Northwest experience double header. The team would beat the Thorns two to one. Uh player of the game would be Megan rapinoe with two goals on seven shots, uh, two of them on target. Stop me if you've heard it before with uh Megan Rapino scoring two goals. That being uh said, she scored in back-to-back weeks two goals. I overcomplicated that. But a big win. Um, in front of 27,248, which is an NWSL regular season attendance record at Lumen Field. Um, not an attendance record at Lumen Field. I'm just saying that's where it took place. Um, the team was essentially at full strength. Uh, Allie Watt with her right knee and Rosie White with an illness were the only two people that were out and nobody was questionable. Uh, Sam Hyde didn't play in this game because, she, I mean, she's not like she was injured. She just didn't get a full week of training in this. Uh, the reason for her not being in the starting lineup or the bench uh, an incredible game to take three points um, from Portland, especially, you know, with what was happening that day. So really proud of the rain there uh, and proud for all those who showed up and showed out for the the rain in the, uh, in terms of attendance, the rains hit at eight wins, one draw and seven losses. They are third in the league right now with 25 points. Um, as someone who's covered the rain this season um, and been to all the home games, it's not, it's it's been an up and down season. And for the rain now to have won five of the last six um, and be in third place in the league. And, you know, next week could jump into second. It's exciting. It's really exciting and very proud. Um, Their next match is September 1st at the Houston dash. Um, that will be big as it's the third time they've played Houston and they're looking, well, the last match they played Houston, they won five to one. So that is a big match there. Uh, not only for, you know, to, to get three points, but also to continue up the standings and hopefully jump into second there. Um, we move into UW athletics here. Uh, the PAC 12 announced that it will not expand at this time. The conference released a statement saying that it is not planned on adding any universities at this time. The 12-team college football playoff is in jeopardy. The WVU president doubts that the Big 12, Big 10, or Pac-12 will vote to expand the playoff amid uh, conference realignment uncertainty. So that is something to pay attention to. Um, Football, the team starts the season off ranked 20th, and their next game is September 4th versus the University of Montana. Um, So, both men's and women's soccer started off and volleyball started their season. So coming next week, we will have all of their, um, we'll have all of their seasons good to go. And it is exciting to have uh, Husky sports back. Um, but with that being said, man, we are at 99 episodes right now and I just busted through the news today. Um, i'm tired i am very tired um i've been doing work since nine in the morning i got off at 11 um I had to deal with some work stuff um but i want to thank everybody from you know my family to my friends um uh, to the random people that have found this show um people that watch the interviews you know um the people that share the posts uh that share the podcasts and interviews and episodes um to mr salisbury and converge you know for this new opportunity um to the rain pr team it's uh man you know i'm just very grateful um for the opportunities that I've been provided with. Um, I'm just excited for the work that's to come and for what's, what, what possibilities lie ahead and uh, what sort of, uh, what sort of information we can put out there, what sort of stories that we can tell with these athletes and these different sports that we cover. Um, And hoping that, you know, through sports, we're able to get away from the certain issues in life that we deal with on a day-to-day basis um, and to teach different lessons through sports because sports are such a good lesson. You know, they they teach so many important lessons. Um, and we've got some great role models here in Seattle in the sports world from, you know, the, I mean, you could go with the entire Storm team. The WNBA does a great job, you know, in social activism and empowerment and they lead on so many different issues. Um, Russell Wilson is a world-class human being. Uh, DK Metcalf, and I mean, well, I was I was thinking to Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner does a great job um, representing HBCUs. Uh, we look over to the Mariners. J.P. Crawford has been, um, I mean, if you look at all of the black players on the Mariners, they've done a great job working with Baseball Beyond Borders and uh, the Hometown Nine Um Rain do a great job of um, pouring a lot of money into... Baba Bowie.